It's time for the Alien Conspiracy Podcast. We are your hosts, Agent Ether. And Agent Anderson. Come along as we examine UFO sightings, conspiracies, and all things strange. You can follow the show on Twitter at AlienConPod. We also have an email address, AlienConPod at ProtonMail.com. I just started an Instagram as well, AlienConPod on there as well. I posted a picture of my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Which one? Other links in the description in the link tree. Oh, wait. This week's episode, Modern UFO Sightings. Well done. Well done. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think I posted a picture of Buddy on there. He's He was wrapped up in his little tortilla blanket. Uh, yeah. yeah oh, it's Pim, been, hey, it's Pim been Simpson's quite, popped in here too. Awesome. It's been quite chilly lately, so they need little blankets. Yes, it is a little cold. It's not too bad. It's he just like, got his haircut. So. It's like 50 degrees, 55, somewhere around there. So actually not that cold today, but in general it has been. All right. Today's episode, I actually think this is the second modern UFO sightings. We did one on um, for our Patreon subscribers previously, so I believe this is our second one. So I'm going to call this one Modern UFO Sightings Number 2. This one was voted on by our Patreon subscribers at the top tier. They get to vote on what our next week's topic will be. We've got three separate tiers of Patreon. We've got the $3 tier, which gets you access, early access, ad-free access, And we got the $5 tier, which gets you extra bonus material, various topics. You know, sometimes we do bonus material based on the topic that week. Other times we'll do a whole new case. It just depends on what we're doing that week. And those are our three tiers. So if you'd like to support the show, get on Patreon and support us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for your support, everybody. All right. Well, let's get down to it. Let's do it. So I'm actually focusing on... Northern California sightings sort of within the last year, although I didn't get through the entire year because there's so many of them. And I was using a website called New Fork, N-U-F-O-R-C. And let me, I think it's newfork.com. Let me just double check that for anybody listening. They have a database of sightings for pretty much all over the world that you can look at, but it seems mostly concentrated in the United States. Let's see, it's New Fork National UFO Reporting Center, yeah, .org, actually, newfork.org. If you want to go look up UFO sightings in your city or area, they probably have some. Even in remote areas, they may have a sighting or two that somebody's reported from that area. So go check it out. It's a lot of fun just to browse through them, and that's where I found all of my sightings. Now, what were you looking at, Agent Ether? I was looking for one of our favorite multiple eyewitnesses. Oh, yeah. But I also came across a lot of videos that I felt were questionable. So what I wanted to do is find material filmed by multiple witnesses that was good quality. Yeah, that's the real challenge. I actually had to... Yeah, There's a lot on the New Fork database that are also sort of questionable. Like there's a ton of them on there where I'm like, yeah, right. I don't, I definitely don't believe that. For example, one of the reports on there from Half Moon Bay on the 17th of December says that they saw some sort of rectangle UFO, rectangle shaped UFO, and they post a picture. And I can very clearly see that it's a nighttime picture of somebody's like window. 
<laughs> of their house, and you can even see through the window. You can see their television. It's a little blurry. <laughs> it looks like they maybe tried to shake the camera a little bit to make it blurry, but it's very clearly a picture of a house. Like it's, you can see the outline of the house. You can see the window. You can see the television. It's, it's really a really lazy, lazy attempt. It's well, it's so sad too because it delegitimizes actual sightings. Right. And that's that's the downside. That's the, the thing that really sucks is when you see something like this, you think that, oh, well, the, I see these hoaxes. They must all be hoaxes. These Everybody's making this up who reports this stuff, which isn't true. I can say from experience because I myself is, have seen a couple of strange things. Nothing like, I don't know, the Flatwoods Monster or the Phoenix UF, you know, Phoenix Lights. I've never seen anything spectacular like that, but I've seen a couple of strange things. So, all right, how would you like to go first with one of your things? Okay, that sounds fantastic. So, I was looking around and I actually found a newspaper clip in the Tasneem News from Tehran. Okay. So, I'm like, oh, this must be a foreign sighting. Isn't it nice? It's in English. And it was December 1st, 2022, and it was actually in Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Yeah, so a paper in Tehran is reporting on a sighting in Wisconsin. So there's a Tehran, Wisconsin. I don't think so. I think it was reporting in Tehran. Oh, I see. Because there's actually one of the most famous UFO cases from Tehran, Iran, uh, or Iran. I don't know, whatever. I always mess up the name. Apologies, anybody out there, if I messed up the name. <laughs> I can't get it right. But there, I think that one was in 1976 where a UFO actually disabled some fighter jets. I think it was F-16s. We did a case on that one. I, it was just me and ETA, though. You weren't with us at that time. All right. Anyways, I love this because there were multiple eyewitnesses filming these mysterious lights over rural skies in Wisconsin. I went ahead and posted a link to that video and a news article in Discord, and I will also post it on social media along with some other videos for anyone who's interested for everything I'm going to talk about today. So you're posting that in which channel? The live show chat? Right now I'm posting in the live show chat, correct. Okay, great. Yeah, that way people can find it if they want to come on our Discord. By the way, we do have a Discord. Anybody interested? Uh, there's no barriers to join. You can just hop right in there. Um, some podcasts will do like a paywall for their Discord. We do not. We are welcoming everybody. So if you want to chat with us, that's... Uh, well, Ether and I are pretty much on there. The other two, not as often... But we're all on there at some point or other. So if you ever want to pop in and say hello, then go ahead and do so. Yeah, let me tell you guys something. If you do the at agent and the name Kruger or ETA, they're actually really good about responding because a little notification pops up on their phone and they'll give you a hello and how to do. Well, I don't know about ETA. I don't think he's on there so much. <laughs> but the other agents, yeah. He's a busy guy. Yeah, so it's like getting a, it's actually like having her phone number in a way because you could message us directly on there and I'll respond eventually. I mean, I might not get to it right away, but I'll get a notification <laughs> and I'll probably get to it sooner or later. So anyways, we have this video and it comes on, it's about two minutes. And at first I wasn't very impressed. It kind of looked like some searchlights up behind some clouds. They're very faint. They're kind of blue. So I'm like, all right, is this it? And then the next part of the video, there's still lights, but they look kind of tear-shaped and they're swirling around one another. And then all of a sudden, they just move at a fantastical speed off screen. Hmm. And then there's another video in this series of videos, very similar to the first. 
And people can be heard making comments like, huh, that's weird, isn't it? In all cases, there was someone filming, but there were multiple witnesses. So, you know, friends usually with the people who were filming. In the last couple of videos, you can see five different lights very quickly, very <laughs> five different lights very clearly. Um, and I think, I don't know, it looks like it's a little clearer than the other, other videos in that there's not as much cloud cover. And one person in the video says uh, something like, what the hell is that? And the lights come together quickly and then they move apart. There's like almost like a pattern to it. And one gal, she kind of cracked me up. She's watching from her car and she's like kind of talking to the light. She's saying, show us more. I want to see more. Show us the lights <laughs> in the sky, like encouraging them or something. Yeah. Some people talk to UFOs and some people claim that they can, I've seen this, there's this whole thread I saw before. For example, this is one of many that I've seen, but I saw this really fun thread on, um, on uh, what is it, Above Top Secret, where these people were saying they can go outside and sometimes they'll look at a star and they'll tell it to move and it does. Dun, dun, like it's dun. some sort of sentient UFO or being that can tap into their psychic powers or something. And I love the idea. I just absolutely love it. So of course, the next time I went outside at night, I had to try it. Unfortunately, didn't work for me, <laughs> but I love the idea. That's a little too woo for me. Yeah. Not up my alley, but that's okay. She sounded very excited. And other residents reported seeing purple lights. So the New York Post interviewed uh, one woman. Her name is Kimberly. She and her husband were driving along in their car. And up ahead, they saw something kind of swoop down. And they thought it was an owl, like a white owl. But then it kept happening, like repeatedly. And they realized that they were a series of lights. And they couldn't wrap their heads around, they said, what they were seeing. Huh. Just the way it moved. It had like a, a swooping sort of a movement. Weird. Yeah, behind the trees. So I found it interesting. Multiple witnesses came forward to be interviewed. And even though they knew a lot of other people were seeing these lights around the area, some of them really didn't want to give their last names. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I would. I mean, I have a friggin' podcast, and I would not want to go on the record for some of this stuff. You know, it's it's really frowned upon, unfortunately. Which you know, like I said before, they treat the witnesses like they're the ones that are crazy. But it's like, nah, I'm not crazy. That the stuff, the the shit I saw flying around, that's the crazy stuff. Don't blame me. You know. <laughs> so we definitely have a few brave souls. There's one Andrea Lynn, and she shot some videos of multicolor lights going around in circles and then moving across the sky very quickly. And in one frame, you can see that there's kind of like a triangular shape, and then they, they disappear. The next day, Chris Nowak told the Daily Mail he and his family saw some lights up in a cloudy evening sky as they were driving and they started filming. He said he'd never seen anything like it before. It was like a row of illumination through the clouds, and it would pulse through the sky incredibly quickly. And he said he's seen searchlights, and he does not think they were searchlights. Yeah, that's that's the thing is skeptics will sometimes say, oh, it was just this or that, as if this, you know, this grown-ass adult has never seen searchlights before or never seen a shooting star before or something, which I suppose some people haven't. But I find it hard to believe that somebody's going to see a shooting star and go, oh, my God, UFO, you know? 
Well, some of the comments I came across, because I was actually looking in the comments section of some of these newspapers just to see what people thought. I was scared to go on social media because it can be just so negative. But I was like, okay, I'll just peruse these comments down here. And what I was looking for was alternative explanations. What do people think these lights were? Because there's video. There's eyewitnesses. So what do you think it is? So one person wrote, it's obviously military maneuvers. What, what, what kind, kind of military of maneuvers? In a rural area <laughs> of Wisconsin. They, I mean, they don't, military doesn't tend to do that, but I suppose anything's possible. Anything's possible. Just for a small area for a brief period of time. Generally, they'll do that sort of stuff out of the way of people. And if they do it where people are, they will make some sort of announcement so that, you know, like hypothetically, if you see a bomber squadron flying overhead, you don't flip out and think that the bomber squadron is headed for your town. And you know? also you can see from the video that it's right behind the clouds, like right behind the clouds. So it doesn't look, I haven't actually seen these videos yet. I'm definitely going to watch them when I get a chance. But yes. so it doesn't look like light hitting the bottom of the clouds. It looks like the light's light coming. behind okay. the clouds. That was my personal impression. Right. Okay. So, another person wrote that it was meteor showers. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I particularly liked that one because at some points in the videos, it kind of moves from the bottom to the top. Uh-huh. So, I'm wondering if they even bothered to watch the video because somebody also posted that they thought it was Starlink. Oh, yeah. It's always Starlink. Although, to be fair, I have seen some sighting clusters on New Fork where people are definitely seeing Starlink because you can look up the schedule and you'll see a cluster of reports, sometimes like 10 or 20 reports, all within the same region in the same day, all reporting basically Starlink. I mean, you can tell by the description. Well, and for the meteor shower, like in one of the videos, they were twirling around each other in a diamond sort of well, it's teardrop, sort of a teardrop so sort of shape around one another. Yeah, Starlink doesn't do that. No, <laughs> lots of things don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have to, while you're talking, I'm going to look up the, I'm going to watch this video. Okay, do you want to pause it and you can flag it? No, no, go ahead. You keep talking. I'm just going to, I'm just going to turn my volume down on my phone and just. Okay, it's, it's not very much. I think it's like two minutes. Okay. So. A few days later, or a couple weeks later, the New York Post actually published an alternative theory, and one UFO expert by the name of Mick West came in and decided it was a Christmas light show. So he claims he did some triangulation based on witness reports and was able to pinpoint the sightings to a small town, uh, Belgium, I think it is, and he emailed their chamber of Congress, and they confirmed they were doing an annual light show and that this year they'd added six spotlights. Uh, but I looked this guy up, West, and he's not a UFO expert, like it's said on the news. You know, they have your little title. They have the name of the person they're interviewing, and then underneath they'll have their title. So it said UFO expert, but he's actually a debunker. Yeah, I'm familiar with Mick West. Yeah, he's, he goes around and disproves sightings. So. He's not quite as bad as, say, Philip Class, but I mean, you know, he's your typical debunker. Typical debunker. So he was very excited. He said it was Christmas lights, but Ben Hansen does not agree. So he's on some TV show, UFO Witness. You heard of this show? No, I have I, not. That's because it's on like one of those 
pay to view channels where you have to pay additional. So you have the channel, you pay for streaming, and then you have to pay for additional content Oh, right. on okay. that streaming service. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. So anyways, it's one of those services. And anyways, he might be slightly biased. You know, he's a UFO expert. He's on this TV show. So I figure between him and Wes, maybe it averages out and we can have a good idea of what really happened. But anyways, he argues that this house is 12 and a half miles away from where witnesses were seeing these uh, lights in the sky. The display does run from 5 p.m. to 10.30, and towards the end of that time was where witnesses started to see these lights. But nobody saw them before that time. So all the witnesses report seeing these lights around that time towards the end of the evening. But if they're running all night, why weren't there constant reports or other films and that sort of thing? So that made me a little skeptical. Mm-hmm. And Ben Hansen says, you know, these these lights are programmed they're repeated, and they're certainly not random. Like, there's a pattern to these Christmas lights. If you ever see, like, these Christmas shows, yeah, they tend to be repeated, not random. And the films I saw were very random. They were very different from one another. So, the family or West, I couldn't tell which one. They went about two miles away from the house And they kind of filmed the lights at an angle, and they're very clearly searchlights. So they looked at the family searchlights that they used for the Christmas display. They went two miles away, they filmed it, and you can see the searchlights in the sky. And they said, see, it looks just like the video, but it doesn't. It doesn't look anything like the films. Yeah, so I just finished watching it. Some of those do look an awful lot like searchlights. Some of them do not. Do not, yeah. Yeah. There's different kinds. Some of them are more exciting than others, but in all cases, the people who were filming them were pretty excited. Yeah. Uh, You had your phone off, so you could not hear the running commentary. Right, yeah. But the people who filmed, of course, were talking as they filmed, and they and their friends or family members were very excited by what they were seeing. Yeah, there's definitely some interesting footage on there for sure. My question for West is, why didn't he drive 10 more miles to where people were actually having sightings and try and film it from there on his cell phone? That's my question. If you're going to go through the trouble of filming something and debunking something, it would be so easy to drive to where these people supposedly had seen this Christmas light show and film it from there. So easy. You know why. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) We've talked about some skeptics before, and once in a while they put forth a good argument, and once in a while they do successfully debunk something, but most of the time they just rely on cherry-picking logical fallacies and then the rest of the dirty tricks they use, character assassination, that sort of thing. They don't actually use actual evidence. That's exactly what I would do is if I was investigating this, I would go to the position. If you're going to be 10 miles away, just go to the friggin' thing, you know, like. Just go. You can yeah. tell where they were. You can ask them where they were. They yeah. will take you <laughs> to where they were when they saw. And then you can sit there and while it goes through its pattern and be like, that is what I saw or that's not what I saw. Right. And what you said too, recording it with a cell phone, because Cell phone 
recordings are very different than what you're going to get from like a professional or even a prosumer camcorder because they're not really designed that well to record stuff at night. I was pretty impressed actually with the quality for a cell phone. They're getting better. They are getting better, yeah. So I thought that was that was a lot of fun. So in the end, I was really excited by these videos. I thought they looked really cool. And then I read the plausible, somewhat plausible, the the explanation that was being given. And I did feel a sense of disappointment. I was like, oh, but then I really thought about it, you know, and I, I thought about how the the whole thing was not reproduced. And now I'm just not sure. Yeah, and that's okay. A lot of these stories, I'm not necessarily, you know, oh, it's all true kind of a thing, but sometimes it's just a fun story. You know? I, I really enjoyed researching it and reading about it. Yeah. And we have video evidence. We have multiple witnesses. So we know that people saw something, right? And we have two UFO experts getting into it. So yeah. that's always fun. <laughs> <laughs> if you're interested, uh, Mick West is pretty active on Twitter. He's always talking about stuff, but um, I don't know. I don't really pay attention to the argument stuff so much. I'm not so interested in that kind of thing. I'm more interested in like digging through documents and witness statements and that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, for sure. So that's my first okay. sort of sighting, modern sighting. And that was that was really recent. And I tried to keep them really recent. Yeah. All mine are from 2022 because this is recent UFO sightings. No, I mean like the last few months. Yeah. Like really recent. Well, mine are really <laughs> recent too. They are. They are. They're not from like 2002 or something. All right. So I have a bunch. Some of these are really short just because of the way the reports are on this website. So I'll go through maybe like two or three of them here. We'll see how far it goes. But the first one I have is from Hercules, California from uh, the 13th of December and it was at 1757. All, all the times are in military time, which is just more convenient when you're writing reports and stuff. But that's actually 1757. Do you remember what that is, Agent Ether? No. Just before 6 o'clock p.m. So it'd be 557. And it was a one-minute sighting. So a witness saw a bright red light low in the sky. The witness said, The red light reminded me of a spotlight that you would see when a helicopter is looking for something below but it differed because it was bright red and it did not appear to shine downward or move in any direction. It suddenly appeared and stayed steady and red and the same size for approximately a minute and then disappeared without appearing to get smaller as if it was moving further away. I did not see any other lights of any other color around it. The sky around it appeared or remained dark. Now, at first, you might think this sounds an awful lot like Mars or Jupiter, right? But if you look at the description, he says he saw a bright red light, sort of like a spotlight from a helicopter. That's pretty bright. Jupiter or Mars or whatever never, never gets that bright. Well, and planets can have a red tinge to them. Yeah. But that's different, I think, than what you're describing. Right. So, I mean, it's just a weird description. I think there's a really good possibility that he saw some sort of aircraft or something. Sure. But the way he describes it moving certainly isn't normal. You could explain that by, you know, if it's at night, you can't necessarily see that there's a cloud there. Maybe it moved behind a cloud or there's a lot of different possibilities. But at the end of the day, it's still a sort of a, an inter interesting UFO sighting. 
All right. So next up we have H I O U C H I. How would you say that? Hiochi? Hiochi, yeah. So this this is a city in California. Hiochi, it's way up on the border of Oregon. I don't know that you'd call it a city An as area. Area. A very, town. Very like a population of like 300 or something like that. So just a really small town. I can't imagine living in a town like that where everybody knows everybody. Yeah, you would literally know every, every single person there. And you there. know everyone's business yeah. and you know, I want to know my neighbor's business and I don't, I can't imagine actually knowing everyone's <laughs> business. Like I'll get curious. I'll be like, what are they up to? What's going oh my God. on? Did you see Jonathan had two coffees at Starbucks this morning? That means he must've been <laughs> up late last night. What was he doing up late last night? Maybe he was talking to his neighbor, Jennifer, too late last night. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> no, uh, no Costco's there. Yeah, for sure. All right. So Hiochi, California. This is, yeah, to the far north on the border of Oregon. This is on the 9th of December. So I'm sort of going in like descending order. That's just how this website listed them. So that's how I took notes on them. I could have done it reverse, but whatever. We're doing it this way because this is how I notated it. All right, here's the uh, the witness statement. This one is weird. We were camping in the woods near Hiochi when we were awoken by wind. Pine cones were loudly hitting the roof. It says we, W-E-E, but um, I'm going to guess that's a typo. We. <laughs> pine cones were loudly hitting the roof. Suddenly, a crash and tons of pine cones and branches fell from the tree above our tent. Light suddenly flashed in the sky, approximately four separate lights. Then, seconds later, the same pattern of lights, but they were angled differently and above and to the side of the tent. It seemed to emanate from very close to our tent, no higher than the tree line and the lights moved silently. And then they say that a few weeks before we had heard a constant beeping going up and down the Creek in the middle of the night around the same time, the beeping lasted around 10 minutes going back and forth, noiselessly covering a lot of ground. And what I assume by noiselessly, cause but he's talking it, about it beeps. was covering ground, but it was beeping and you couldn't tell what was causing the beeping sound. Right. Like they didn't hear a vehicle or anything like that moving around, but right. they heard the beeping. That's what I assume they mean by noiselessly. Yeah. So that one is pretty weird. Um, this, so New Fork, it redacts any personal information. Even if they put it in the witness statement, it'll be a redaction. It'll say witness name removed, you know? Sure. Because they don't want these people to get harassed or whatever. So I would love to question these people, follow up and ask about anything like missing time, perhaps, or any, you know, interference with electrical devices or anything like that. But that was a like a kind of a scary encounter, man. I'd be crapping my pants. Yeah, no kidding. That I, I don't like camping in the first place, man. I get freaked out if I hear some coyotes in the distance. Like, no kidding. I really do. So if I saw some lights hovering around my tent, I would not be a happy camper. What's going on, Agent Ethan? I don't know. Looks like he's going to be crazy again. Yeah, but I took his collar off, so it shouldn't be too noisy. His, his collar jingles a little bit. and it. Yeah, can, somebody yeah. said it sounded like keys. Yeah, it does. Earlier. Um, I have better software now than I used to, so it should take care of that, hopefully. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Brought, better software brought to you by our Patreon subscribers <laughs> to remove all of our noise. Really, though, I do really have better Better software, and I really do have it because of the support of Patreon. That is oh. that is actually true. All right. Next up, from the third. How about I do one more because they're short, you know, and then yeah. maybe you do your second yeah, one. Does that sound good. Okay. From the third of December. This is from Novato, 2 a.m. By the way, 
anybody who's sort of new to the show, the reason I'm doing Northern California is because I live in Northern California. I live in Santa Rosa along with Agent Ether. Um, if you listen to the show, you'll know that. But uh, we are actually north of Nevada. Nevada is just north of San Francisco. And we are about an hour drive north of San Francisco just to sort of orientate you a little bit, I guess. It, that's kind of why I chose. You have to narrow it down somehow. And I figured, why not do stuff from my general area of the world? So anyways, from Nevada at 2 a.m., on our way home from Santa Cruz, we were driving north. I was in the back seat and looked west and began staring at what I thought was the moon at first because of its size and brightness. After about 10 seconds, I began to realize the moon wouldn't be in that location at the time of night. The craft was glowing a bright yellow color. It was about 2 a.m. About the time I realized that I was looking at the craft moved inside of a cloud which began to glow the same yellow color. I told my friends in the front seat to look. I became very emotional and began to cry out of amazement from what I was looking at. This object was a massive, was massive, unlike anything I've seen in the sky before. It was about 200 yards in length. My friends began to freak out when they saw the glowing clouds. We were still driving north, and about 20 seconds later, the craft and cloud had disappeared behind a hill. We turned around to try and find it again, but it had vanished. We drove west instead of north, attempting to chase it, but no other lights were seen. I always think that's interesting when they're like, we freaked out and then we chased it. I'm like, yeah. why would you well, do that? This one I find very interesting because there are some elements of, of the sighting that are very similar to other accounts that I've read. However, it also has some elements that to me point towards creative writing, perhaps. So first of all, the first red flag for me is that um, what I thought was the moon, but then I realized that the moon wouldn't be in that location at that time of night. Very, very few people would be able to look up at the night sky and say, oh, the moon isn't supposed to be there. It's supposed to be over here. Right. Very, right. very few people. Very few people would know that type of information, right? And then the rest of the stuff, there's a few other things, like I became very emotional and began to cry out, of amazement. They wouldn't, that's not how you would phrase it. If you were writing a witness statement, most people would say, you know, we freaked out, you know, they wouldn't write it that way. They're writing it like they're writing a fictional account and somebody who's not very good at writing fiction. I should say <laughs> a real author would do a much better job at this. And then the, another thing, for example, is they say that it was about 200 yards in length. Most people, people don't give an exact measurement like that because something in the sky, you're not going to look at something in the sky, even something that's a known object, like a 747, you're not going to look up there and go, oh yeah, 200 yards. You're going to say, oh, it was big. It was about this big. You know, It might've been 50 feet, or 100 feet or something. Most accounts are not that specific. Some of them are. But on the other hand, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, you know, because if they were truly frightened by this event, then maybe when they're trying to recall it, to report it later on, they, that might bring back those emotions and might affect how they write down things. So just because it appears to be a fictional account doesn't necessarily mean that it is, but I definitely take this one with a grain of salt. But I included it because I thought it was a pretty interesting sighting. So if it is true, pretty dang weird, but probably not true. <laughs> oh, ye of little faith. Yeah, well, I I think, I don't know. I think it's worth 
giving people the benefit of the doubt. But on the other hand, it's all also valuable to not believe everything that you see or read, you know? Sure. All right. So that was that one. Would you like to continue with one of yours, Agent Ether? All right. I'm moving from Wisconsin to Texas. All right. And this is in September of 2022. And it's a little suburb area north of Austin. And then they, when I was researching it in different papers and witness accounts, they say it's above Brush Creek and Cat Hollow. So I'm assuming if you live in the Texas area, especially in Austin, you'll know where that is. But sounds like a little bit of a rural area. Okay. So I was looking on social media, and I also found some video on some different uh, news sites. And somebody recorded this pattern of concentric green lights. There were five of them, and they were equally spaced apart, like almost perfectly Hmm. equally spaced apart, like it was maybe one craft or one unidentified object. So it appeared to hover in the sky, and then in the video, it shoots off quickly. And I mean fast, like lightning speed. It's just like out of there. So Fox 7 interviewed two witnesses who filmed. Uh, Gus McGiven and his friend Kyle were out walking when they saw it. And they said the video does not do it justice, that it was bright. Like they couldn't describe how bright it was. That's what a lot of witnesses say, that they'll see a bright light and they record it and it doesn't show up as well. And I've actually tried, just to sort of verify how good cell phones work, I've actually tried to record known objects like airplanes flying overhead at night with my cell phone and they either don't show up at all or they show up very weakly like they're very hard to see in the video so i can i can definitely appreciate that well these gentlemen said whatever it was it was not a plane not a plane (laughs) and then we have a second witness one emily white she says she isn't certain what it was but again, it wasn't a plane or a helicopter. And when she's talking, she's talking about it as being a mesmerizing experience. She said she's never gone through anything like it before. That's very, very common with sightings. And for example, with the Phoenix Lights, a lot of people reported something like that. And I don't know if it's the object. Some people think it's the object itself is having some sort of effect on them. I think it might just be that when you're experiencing something so far outside of the norm, it affects you in a strange way and you go into this strange mental state. Almost like low-level shock. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of like, yes. so she and her friend were walking at about 10 p.m. and they saw the lights and she was able to film them on her cell phone. Awesome. And she said, you know, I don't believe, I don't know if I believe in all that, but... At the time, she's like, I was thinking alien invasion or something. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that would be, even if even if later on it turned out to be something mundane, it would be very distressing to see it at the time. And I guess the next day she called her mom and her mom was kind of like, are you kidding me? And she went on to say, you know, she had an English accent. She said she was actually from England, like visiting, returning the next day. And she said she always thought that sort of thing was an American thing. What, like UFOs? Yeah, just UFOs in general. She said the whole sort of, you know, UFO alien experience, she kind of in her mind saw it as an American thing, which I thought was interesting. 
That, well, there are plenty of sightings from England, so that's no, sort of there interesting. Is, and yeah. I talk about one because her comment made me want to go and find. Oh, is your next one from England? <laughs> yeah, because okay. I was like, "There's plenty from England. Let me go ahead and find a sighting to prove her wrong." So, yeah. Oh, there's a ton. Yeah. Uh, we have some other witnesses as well. Michael Daniels was also able to capture it on film. He found the lights changing their formation near Prayer Mountains in the Spicewood area. It shows a video pattern of lights. And there's two together, and then they quickly dart away from the group, and then the other ones fade. And then the last video shows a single light, but it's moving around in a very jagged sort of way, which is different than the other videos. And I'm also wondering if there's a little bit of like um, shakiness to the camera. Sometimes it's hard to film. So you're, right. you're having a you know difficult time holding your hand still when you're filming. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure about that video. So Fox 7, who did a lot of the reporting, and I watched both a video and then read the article that they had printed. So they were interviewing people on the video and they brought in a drone expert, Gene Robinson. And I'm not sure what that means to be a drone expert. And they did not quantify or clarify what that meant. But he did seem to know what he was talking about. And he said he was pretty certain it was drones, although nothing should be ruled out. And I guess they have these drone swarms where they act in tandem with one another. And I was looking online and I was amazed that instead of like fireworks, there's these intricate patterns and shapes with like a thousand drones. I don't know if you've seen anything like that, Agent Anderson. Yes, I have. And another thing, if you're interested, they actually have skydivers who will wear LED lights or maybe carry flares or whatever. And some of those look really friggin' weird too. Like I've seen a couple of videos of those posted as UFO videos. And then I'll look at them and be like, whoa, that looks super weird. And then people in the comments will say, no, no, that's totally a skydiving thing. And then I'll right. look it up and it's totally a skydiving thing, but it looks completely bizarre. Well, it's interesting because... You know, even though it might be drones, a lot of these witnesses said now they are more of a believer, not necessarily believers, but it kind of opened up their minds t towards this possibility yeah. of it being extraterrestrial, which I thought was very interesting. Um, and I guess the FAA requires, oh, you sign a waiver if you're going to be playing with drones at night. So nobody did file them, but you know, it's hard to track that sort of thing. You know, how are you going to figure out who's flying their drones at night? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of that stuff goes unregistered. For example, at our old house where we used to live in Santa Rosa, I was out there just chilling one summer night out on the, had like a little balcony type deal. I was just chilling there and I saw a drone go from horizon to horizon, completely silent. I'm assuming it was a drone. I mean, it looked like a terrestrial vehicle. It had lights and stuff, but it did not look like an airplane. It looked like something flying maybe 50 feet over my head. But the way the lights and stuff were, I'm pretty sure it was a drone. But uh, hobby drones, I mean, at the time, this was, I don't know, maybe six, seven years ago. I don't think hobby drones that could fly horizon to horizon like that were too common that was probably a commercial drone. And with all the tech companies in the area, I'm guessing it was like Amazon or somebody like that testing out their drones. 
but they're not supposed they weren't supposed to be doing it at that time. So no. I think I think somebody was being naughty and testing out drones when they weren't supposed to be testing them out. Maybe it might be. I was going to say something and now it's it's gone. Oh, I apologize. I know it's I'm distracted by my my manly magnetism. Uh, by the chat. Oh, the chat. Okay. <laughs> well, same difference, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah i don't know drones i wasn't i wasn't sure oh i remember what i was gonna say so i was watching the video and i don't know i haven't seen a lot of drone footage of drones you know but this moves so fast so fast like it's in formation and then it just flies and I just feel like drones move more slowly than that. Yeah. So that's that was the big thing for me that kind of made me question what it was. Right. And one of that's one of the reasons actually why I like older sightings better, like stuff from the 50s or whatever. Because back then we didn't have all these drones. We barely had jets. You know, we were just starting to develop jet aircraft to the, you know, to where they were viable. So if you see something like the you know the Bent Waters 1956 sighting, which you did it for example, that probably wasn't something terrestrial, you know. Well, it wasn't drones. Yeah, definitely not drones. Well, you're going to get more and more people who are going to be amateur users, so I expect between that and Starlink, you're going to have a lot more sightings. Right, that's the thing. Yeah, the the more modern you get, the more you know advanced technology gets. the The more stuff there is in the sky that you can mistake for something that it isn't. You know exactly. So that was that the entirety of that particular sighting? It was. I have three, and that was the second one. Okay. Again, another one I'm not familiar with, but I see the picture here. I'm definitely going to have to watch that video when I get a chance. But right now, it's time for Napa, California. Oh, also, I guess we should do another advertisement while we're here. Click. Flag. Put the flag. This time, I'll do, I'll do an ad for us, not for somebody else. Do you like t-shirts, stickers, and cell phone cases? And uh, I think they even have onesies. Anyways, check out our T Public store. Agent Redacted has been uploading some new designs. We got our logo. We got a you know keep it strange on there, and I'm not sure exactly what else he's put on the uh, on the store. But there's a few different T-shirts on there. I put like a like an alien Christmas sweater T-shirt, which you know little little late now for that. But but anyways, we got a couple different T-shirts, and you can also use the designs on some of them you know, for other items. It's pretty cool because you put the design up there once and it'll put it on a bunch of different types of things like, you know, stickers or whatever. So anyways, yeah, check that out. I have a couple myself. And if you catch the stuff when it's on sale, you can get a pretty dang good deal on those t-shirts. I think the deal I saw recently was like 14 bucks for a t-shirt. Not too shabby. Anyways, check it out. The link will be in the description and it'll also be in our link tree where you can always find it. And uh, yeah, so check that out, get, get some merch. We don't actually get all that much payment from that. It's hardly anything, but it's still but pretty you fun. you too can wear your ACP. Yeah, show your support for the show. All well, right. it's just fun. It is just fun. Actually, I originally started that store because I wanted a t-shirt for myself. <laughs> That's the only reason we have it. Okay, so let's get to it. Napa, California. I shouldn't really say California because these are all in California. Anyways, Napa, (laughs) Napa County on the uh, December, no, not December, November 29th at 2345, which is, Agent Ether? 
What? I wasn't paying attention. 11.45 in the, in the middle of the night. The witness said, My wife and I were traveling back from a dinner in Palo Alto, California, to Napa, California. On CA-29, we noticed three white lights in a triangular shape. The craft followed the road in the same direction as our travel and then veered off to the left. We did not hear any noise from the object and it quickly disappeared after turning left. Although we were near an airport, the lighting, shape, and size are what captured our attention. The lights were at the corners of the craft, were white, and we could see no port or starboard lighting, red or green. They say red or green because um, commercial aviation or whatever, they'll have red and green lights on the different sides. So the craft was dark and was, oh no, the craft was dark colored. My wife was able to take two pictures with her iPhone from the car. They are not great, but the lights and triangular shape can be seen. Background. I am a former naval officer and both my wife and I are business professionals. And just as a note, there were no pictures with the report. That's the really cool thing about New Fork is that some of the, the sightings do have photographs with them. Sometimes they're convincing. A lot of times they're just blurry blobs that don't look like much. But it's really fun to look at, just filter out the ones who have only that have photographs and see if any of them look interesting or not. It's kind of, it's, it's really cool. I prefer video myself. Yeah, some of the sightings refer to videos they took, but I haven't seen any videos on this particular website for whatever reason, A lot of times they'll screenshot the videos too. They'll find the most interesting frame, screenshot it, and that's your photo. Yeah, that's what they have on there. I don't think this video does, uh, does this video. I don't think this website does video though, unfortunately. But anyways, yeah, just a, a weird sighting and who knows, could be anything, right? Could, could. All right, next up, I have something from Lockford from, uh, let's see, November 24th at 2125, which is? I wasn't paying attention again. Oh, my God. 925 in the evening. Every time you ask me, I am seriously looking down at the chat. It's just terrible. That's hilarious. (laughs) Okay, so this witness says, was driving home from Thanksgiving dinner westward on Highway 88, one to two miles west of Lockford, California. The wife and I spotted a stationary red light hovering for about one second, then rapidly descending down towards the ground. It did not make a sound or leave a smoke trail like a meteor. I grew up observing the night sky with my father, who is an astronomer. Oh, I'm not going to say their name. Their name is actually here. That's normally redacted. They must have missed one. So I'm going to go ahead and redact that myself because it doesn't really matter. So who is astronomer? Redacted. So I have seen my share of fireballs and large meteors. This red light was was red like a flare, but was not a flare as it was too big. There were no sparks or breakups of meteor parts as would be expected. It also did not diminish as you would see when a meteor streaks across the sky and gets smaller as it travels away from you. It seemed to be within a two-mile distance judging from how fast we were traveling and its movement. It did not travel across the sky. It appeared maybe 45 degrees above the horizon and went to ground in one to two seconds. I kept, I kept my eye on it in case there was some kind of impact or secondary flash like if it hit the ground. No flash or explosion of any kind. From our vantage point, driving roughly southwest, it appeared approximately due south, out of the left side of our windscreen. It did not reappear. 
we turned off Highway 88 onto Victor Road heading due west about 30 seconds after sighting it, placing the location of the red, red object roughly behind us and to the left. So yeah, another one like, I don't know. It doesn't sound like a meteor or anything. It just sounds like a weird light. But I don't know. What do you think of that one, Agent Ether? Unidentified. Unidentified for sure. <laughs> okay. Let's go to the next one, which is from Susun City, spelled S-U-I-S-U-N, but the person put in parentheses S-O-O-S-O-O-N. I'm assuming that's a pronunciation. Susun City on... The twelfth uh, of November at thirteen fifteen, which is <laughs> one fifteen. Awesome, you got it. One fifteen in the afternoon. <laughs> Just because I'm assuming that some people listening aren't familiar with military time, which is oh, everybody's familiar with military time. Yeah, I'm. I'm not entirely sure. Except so distracted people. I guess, yeah. So if you're not familiar, military time, instead of going 1 to 12, 1 to 12, it just goes 1 to 24, One to, then the next day is 1 to 24, or 0 to 24, technically speaking, which is, you know, easier because you don't have to worry about AM, PM type stuff. So it's a little clearer when you're writing a report. Anyways, so this witness says, I was, oh, actually, Mashuka says that uh, this is in their neck of the woods. Mashuka on Discord here. Anyways, they said, I was driving westbound on Highway 12 about two miles from Susun City in Northern California on 11-12-22. It was about 1.15 p.m. on a very clear day with some white fluffy clouds. Looking to the southwest, maybe 10 miles away, at an estimated elevation, maybe less than 2,000 feet or maybe one finger length lengthwise above the horizon, I witnessed a flash of bright light in broad daylight. It disappeared, and then a second later it flashed again. Way faster than I would imagine commercial or military aircraft could fly. I don't know if it was one or two objects. The flash was about the size as the very tip of a sharpened lead pencil. I didn't think anything of it until I saw the second flash, perhaps several miles later, making me believe it was traveling at an unusually high rate of speed that I never saw it again. I consistently see C-5s take off and fly around and land at nearby Travis Air Force Base, but they are big and lumbering aircraft that makes one wonder why they don't fall out of the sky. <laughs> yeah, they are. C-5s are pretty bulky. And they are gray and anyways wouldn't reflect the sun like that. Commercial aircraft don't reflect light like that. Besides, these flashes were extraordinarily bright beyond that, beyond what I would consider reflection from the sun. Other military aircraft in general are gray also. They were not in any flight pattern I have witnessed from aircraft flying in or out of Oakland International Airport or SFO. SFO, by the way, is San Francisco Airport. It's a big one. Having been a jet mechanic and involved with naval aviation for 20 years, wow. I can't tell you what I saw as brief as it was. Some may say they were meteorites, which I can't argue against, but they were parallel to the surface, which doesn't seem to be like meteorites I've seen and read about. I think also the second flash was higher than the first, making me think it had gained altitude. I also had the sensation they had turned some. So to be honest, I don't know what I saw, and maybe it can easily be explained away, but my gut feeling upon reflection is that it was something extraordinary. 
I hope someone will submit a report if they saw the same thing. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty weird. And like they're saying, it seems super bright. If you want to know just how bright it is during the daytime, you know, take a flashlight out outside at night and then take the same flashlight out during the daylight. In order to see something at night, uh, during the day, it has to be super, super bright, like really, really bright. You're not going to see meteors during the day unless it's extremely large. Right, Aging Ether? <coughs> I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just trying to involve you in the conversation no, here. No, it's just bad timing. But yeah, I mean, that's just a really weird one. It's daytime sightings like that are unusual because of just how bright the daytime sky is. And even a plane flying in the daytime sky can be hard to make out compared to the nighttime when you can see it's flashing lights. All right, so you have one more, Agent Ether? I do. It's uh, kind of a flap. Okay, well, how about you hit us with it? I'm going to say hotbed. It is a hotbed of activity, and it's in the UK because, you know, that one English chick was like, there's no aliens in, in England, so I have to prove her wrong. There are sightings. We've done episodes about stuff I in England. Know, I at know. least one. <laughs> so I started looking into it, and I found this little city, St. Helens, uh, in the UK. And I have a series of sightings. And the most recent one is December 9th, 2022. So pretty recently at 6.06 p.m. And I'm just going to go ahead and read the witness statement. We saw these three orange bright lights moving in the sky in formation as if there was one thing sort of moving in sync. We got out of the car and they'd completely disappeared. We went around the corner to get a better shot and all of a sudden they were gone. I don't have any explanation for this. I don't think they are Chinese lanterns because we would have seen them drifting off. They were also stationary and then they moved a little bit in a way I've never seen before. Also, they didn't seem to be flickering or anything like that, more of a light bulb type of light. If you download the Flight Trader 24 app, you can use the playback feature. The video is recorded at 6.06 p.m. today. There's a plane that appears at 6.07, but it's in the opposite direction, and it's around 10 miles away. Apart from that, I haven't seen anything else. I don't... I didn't see any of the usual green flashing lights or anything that you usually see on a passenger airline either, so I don't think this is a plane. This wasn't an unified... God, I cannot talk. <laughs> Flag! This was... Sure, I'll, I'll edit that right yeah, out. I'm sure you will. This was an unidentified flying object that I seen in the sky. Okay, it could have been lanterns. I don't believe they are. But that's besides the point. If all you guys are going to do is ridicule anybody who posts strange things in the sky, real or not, then we're going to decrease our chances of getting real footage. Always better safe than sorry. So, <laughs> I don't know. It starts off strong, and then it ends strangely. And I didn't have the video, and I didn't see any comments against, you know, what he was saying. So I'm wondering if it was posted on one site from another site where he got some haters or something. Yeah, could be. Yeah. So I also found a video from the same area in 2016. <laughs> I love this video. So <laughs> there's two gentlemen, and he's filming something, and it goes behind the house, and there's a lot of vulgarity 
What the F is that? Holy shit, what the F is that? That's not an F in plane. And they're just, he's going on and on. He's like, what is that? And you look at the video and it is so obviously a plane. It is traveling in a straight line. It is blinking. It is an airplane. So I don't know how drunk these guys were. And the video was titled um, UFO Disguised as a Plane. <laughs> so well, I don't it, know. There are any number of explanations. I think the easiest explanation for that would be that these people are just having a laugh. I don't know. They sounded pretty serious to me. Oh, who knows? I had a laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some people are just goofing around sometimes, you know? Oh, okay. I have another sighting from November 2021. Eddie Dean and his wife, Victoria, reported a UFO. Now, this was a Sunday morning, clear blue sky. You can see in the video, absolutely gorgeous day. So he looks up and he thinks he spotted some planes, but then they start to move weirdly. One seems to sit in the sky all of a sudden. There was another plane higher up and another joined it. So it was like a triangular uh, pattern and then they faded away. When they came back, he asked his wife to bring his phone. So you, you see his phone and there's these lights. They're in a triangular shape. And then they disappear very quickly, unfortunately. So he kind of gets a shot from them, but it wasn't when he actually saw it first. And you can't really... So the video's maybe two or three minutes, but you only see the lights for, I don't know, like 10 seconds at the beginning. And then you can't see everyone else, anything else, because, you know, it's daytime and they're not very bright. So it's kind of hard to see. But he said that they were obviously metallic and they all turned red and disappeared at the same time. Huh. I guess he's a former soldier and he said he knows every plane and helicopter. And he's quoted as saying, there's got to be something out there. I find it impossible that we're the only rock in the universe that's managed to get itself some intelligent life. I can definitely agree with that. And let's see else what else I'm going to here. Between 2000 and 2009, so kind of a while ago, there were 30 sightings reported to the Ministry of Defense from St. Helens, which is why I called it kind of a little hotbed, because it's a small little area, and they're, they're reporting all these, uh, all these sightings. And I have another witness here, George Hunter, with a witness statement. It was just after midnight, and as I looked through the kitchen window, I saw some very bright lights in a triangular pattern quite high in the night sky. I filmed the lights and zoomed in on them, but I only managed to get a short clip as the lights moved out of shot as I was filming them. They were very fast and gone in less than a second. It was almost like something out of Star Trek moving at warp speed. Weird. Uh, most of these witness statements I got from newspapers, newspaper interviews, just so everyone knows. I found lots of pictures and videos on YouTube and social media specifically for St. Helens. So, um, yeah, there's a lot out there about this particular area. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hotspots tend to be around military bases, 
And there's a couple different ways of looking at that. It could just be people seeing military airplanes. On the other hand, if you were scouting out an alien planet, you would definitely want to keep tabs on their military bases. So that's a po- another possible explanation. I suppose. Yeah. I, I have no idea if there's a military base around that particular area. I don't know. It wasn't mentioned. And I feel like having read the amount of material and gone through all of the different news sources that I looked at, it would have been mentioned. Hmm. Yeah. Because I looked at multiple stories. That's a pretty interesting area. And you have proven that there are UFO sightings. In England. Well, there are actually reports everywhere. Yes. But unfortunately, a lot of them are not in English, so they're not that accessible to this show. <laughs> so, you know, we'd stick to the English stuff mostly. All right. Well, is that that's that one? That is that is actually my last one. Oh, okay. Well, I'll do probably two more. I have a bunch more, but we don't need them all. So I'll just do a couple more here. All righty. And then we'll and then we'll call it an episode. Wrap it up. Call it a wrap, yeah. All right. Next I have is from Susanville at twenty one twenty six, which is Agent Ether. I was paying attention. Oh my God. Why do you keep doing this to me? Just save the time. Because I think it's funny. That's 926 in the evening (laughs) on the 28th of October. The witness said, after making a DoorDash delivery on Party Avenue in Susanville, my wife and I were pulling away facing south and just before the corner of Party Avenue and North Railroad Avenue, we saw a relatively large green circle surrounded by yellowish radiating light uh, points with a disconnected green tail streak across the sky from the south sky to the southwest sky before being no longer visible. It streaked across oddly slow being visible for almost four seconds. It was like a meteor, but something was different about it. After it happened, my phone started to have weird flashes on the screen, which are still occurring and getting progressively worse, longer and different colors. So that's a pretty common, well, not super common, but you do see interference with electrical devices in quite a lot of UFO sightings, but... Other than that, it's another one of those, okay, well, that's super weird sounding, you know? For sure. But what is it? I don't know. All right, we have another one from San Jose at 1900 hours, which is? Seven o'clock. Oh, you're paying attention that time. (laughs) Why do you do this? (laughs) On the 15th of October, at approximately 7 p.m., I witnessed what I believed to be a satellite when it suddenly stopped in place. I decided to watch for a while until I saw two more of the same size, shape, and color moving at the same speed very close to the first I saw. It is now 7.36 p.m., and the first one I saw is currently still sitting in the same spot it's been since it stopped moving. Now, that one I found really interesting because one time when I was at the beach, remember when we were chasing that comet, I saw what appeared to be at first a satellite stop overhead, but it only stopped momentarily and then continued on. But I've never seen a satellite stop in place before. I thought that was completely bizarre, and this reminded me of that. So, who knows? I do think it's possible that there was some sort of illusion that happened, like they believed it stopped, and maybe it did, and then they looked away, and then they looked back, it was gone, and they see a star near where it was, and they think that that was the object that was still there for a while. I don't know. Who knows? It's still a really weird sighting, though. Asian ether. It's still a really weird sighting. 
Oh, no, no commentary. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And let's see, what are we at time-wise here? Okay, I guess I'll do one more here and then we'll finish it up. This one is from the Diablo slash Martinez area on the 9th of October at 1545, which is? (laughs) (laughs) 345. Oh, damn it. You were paying attention. (laughs) All right. As I was driving south on I-680, hey, I've been on the 680, I noticed a teardrop-shaped craft, silver and shiny, flying over Mount Diablo mountain range. At first, I thought it was a plane. As I approached the Highway 4 interchange, the object was still there, and I noticed it was silver with no wings. It appeared to slow down. After less than one minute, it appeared to fly off to the west so fast I couldn't see it. In a second, it was gone. Just a note, it's Fleet Week here in the Bay Area, and the direction it flew was towards SF Bay, the San Francisco Bay. At least they're being honest about it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like the other, remember, I just, just to juxtapose this one to the one I thought was fake before, they're saying, I don't know, it's Fleet Week, so maybe it has something to do with that. I mean, I have no idea what airplane would be teardrop-shaped. I haven't heard of anything like that. I haven't heard of any UFOs teardrop-shaped. Is that something you've come across before? I have seen accounts. It's not super common, but I have seen some accounts like similar, yeah. But who knows? I mean, it could be anything. It absolutely could be something in the sky that has to do with Fleet Week, or they, they do a major air show there in San Francisco every year. And I'm assuming that's what they're talking about. And... um. I mean, what if it's possible that it's some sort of aircraft, but because of the angle they're seeing it at, they can't actually make out the wings. They can only make out the fuselage. So that's why it appears teardropped. I don't know. Anything's possible, but it's still a pretty interesting sighting, I thought. But anyways, I have a few more. Maybe I'll record a few. The the other ones will be a few more minutes, uh, but we're, you know, we're at our time limit here and Agent Ether wants to go to bed. I didn't say nothing. I'm not even looking. I'm not even yawning. I'm she's, doing good. She's giving me the sleepy eye over there. I am not. <laughs> so we'll cut it here. The extra few, I have a few more. Maybe I'll just record those for a few minutes and put them on the Patreon. There's not that many of them, just a couple. But I'll do that probably. But for now, let's wrap it up for this week's episode. Before we get going, I do have our weekly Amazon affiliate thingamajig. This week, UFO speakers. We've done them before and they're awesome. So I'll put a link in the description. They're basically a a speaker in the shape of a UFO and they hover. I have one of them. They do. They're pretty cool. They're awesome. I actually have one and Ether makes fun of me because I keep buying the stuff I try to sell on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But it's awesome stuff. So, you know, I can't help myself sometimes. Well, I have uh, two things. First of all, I was not positive that I would be excited about this topic. I like more of the historical cases. Well, but before you do that, let me finish up the advertisement because that is the advertisement. What? That's you're done. No, I have, but I have to say, I always say, just so people know what I'm talking about, I say links in the description. Ah. Okay, so you know where to find it. The links in the description, and this is an affiliate link. Your purchase supports the show and doesn't cost you anything extra. I like to always say that. So, sorry to interrupt. You're interrupting my thing. So, go ahead. (laughs) I don't know if I want to anymore. I'm very... You're very offended over there? No. So, I was going to say, I I wasn't sure that I was going to love this topic because I like the more historical cases. Um, But there was a lot of material and I ended up having a lot of fun. 
yeah, it's a lot of fun to read about this stuff. And I've seen discussions online where people think that there's not a lot of stuff going on. UFOs sightings have died down and there's not that many of them anymore. Couldn't be further from the truth. There's more UFO sightings being reported than ever before. There's so many sightings. You could, I could do a show. I could do a daily show on daily UFO sightings. That's how many there are every single day. There's a lot to sort through. Yeah. Of course, a lot of them are either just one line description, which isn't necessarily a fake report, but it's just, you know, I saw this weird thing at this time and I don't know what it was. There's a lot of reports like that. And it's like, well, okay, that's not really enough data to go on. Unfortunately, it's just not, not that much of, not that interesting of a report, but a lot of them are hoaxes, clearly hoaxes, you know, even I saw one on New Fork when I was looking through the other day where so it was like a crayon drawing that obviously some teenagers had probably gotten stoned and submitted and it was had, they actually had LOL written on it or something like it was, it was actually pretty hilarious. I just wish they wouldn't waste people's time by reporting it to New Fork. Well, I like that they published it. Yeah, but it was it was very clearly fake. They didn't they weren't trying to make it real. But so I mean, there is a lot to sift through. It's it's not like you can't go on there and just look at every report looks good. There are a lot of bad reports on there too. But I do like that the New Fork. I do like the fact that they don't seem to censor the reports themselves because you know, like my opinion doesn't necessarily make a report real or fake. You know, so I think it's worth having all of them on there and then you get to decide for yourself, you know, nobody gets to be the right. final authority on which reports are genuine and which ones are not. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Want to give a shout out to our live audience? Oh yeah. So a couple of people have dipped out, I think, but we've still got here. We have Ozzy Mima, Donut Slayer, Pimp Simpins, and Mashuka. And What's Diamond up? was here earlier. Yeah, Diamond was here earlier. What's up, everybody? Thanks for showing up. I know that it's a very strange time and a difficult time for many of our listeners who are not on the western coast of the United States because it's pretty late for a lot of you. So we really appreciate you showing up for the live show. It makes it feel, when you have an audience, it makes it feel like an actual real show, not like you're just shouting into the void. So we appreciate everybody so much for thank, for showing up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So I think that's about all we got for you this week. Anything else, Agent Ether? Nope. All right. You want to close it out for us? Keep it strange. <laughs>